0: time we're going to do. Um, you're not going to put anyone on blast. You're not going to share personal information, but what you are going to do is just share away the how of the question. How did that person that you just met have a person who cared for them? We're just going to share the how. How was care extended and received? I'll just call on people who raise their hands. Uh, they listened and they were there for them. Listened and were there for them. They made them dinner. They made them dinner. That is no small thing in an act of care. <laughs> let me tell you, a meal is no small thing. Yes, sincerely asking how are you doing and actually staying to listen. Absolutely. This side of the room woke up this morning. Okay. Support. support. They're to support them. Any specific ways? Um, Just in like being there. Being there. Being there for them. Huge. Joey. Uh, They helped out with uh, the person's problems and like needs. Helping out with their problems and their needs. Bearing their burdens, even though it wasn't their own. Make them giggle. giggle. Humor. That can be appropriately timed a source of care. Oh. Oh. Coming alongside and extending care to someone who's ill or after they've had surgery. Oh my goodness. Who's been immobilized at some point in their life, whether it's a broken leg or something like that in a bed, super sick? No fun. Goodness gracious, that's a humbling. And you were just utterly dependent on others. A few more, a couple more. Ways that you heard that others extended care. We're listening well during this time. Oh my goodness. Oh, Flew to help a family move and babysat cared for their kids in the midst of that transition. Wow. That's remarkable. Last one. Who's got it? Just yes. um, being a solid friend and just being there whenever you need them. Solid friend who's there whenever you need him. Consistency. Reliability. Huge. So, that's the seminar. Um, you can review me on Yelp. and No, just kidding. But these are tangible, super tangible ways of extending care, of loving. And we're going to find as we go to God's word that there's a common theme going on here. There's a common theme. But I, I don't know if you remember the title. It was Shepherding 101, How to Not Kill Sheep. Because in our world, and even as you guys shared, what would it be like if we went around the room and actually shared all the different times we ourselves have been in need of care? I imagine that we would be pretty surprised in some ways and not surprised in other ways of just the pain, the hurt, the dysfunction, the disorder that comes along with living in this world. As you guys are in the midst of this week in this theme of living as exiles in a world that is our enemies to God, we live in a world that is not how it should be. And that's why we are in need of care because of the pain, because of the brokenness. But that's also the exact place where we have the opportunity both to receive and extend care, true care, true love that comes from one source, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I agree. Praise the Lord. Because he's a God who's not distant, aloof, gone. He's the God who's acquainted with grief. He himself is a man of sorrows, and you, whether you know it or not, are ones that he's made, made in the image of God, crafted, knit together in your mother's womb, And someone's extended a lot of care represented in this room for every single one of us when we were little infants, totally unable to care for ourselves and yet receiving everything we needed so that you could be standing, sitting, breathing here today. So receiving care is a huge part of what you have already done. And so how might God have us in the places that he has us to be extenders of care as we continue to receive from Him and the people He's placed around us. So, um, we're going to go to Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34. Old Testament, near the middle of the Bible, slightly leaning right. Closer to the right than the middle. Middle right. Ezekiel 34. And here, we've got some uh, tough pill to swallow. God is using his prophet, his mouthpiece, Ezekiel, to speak and proclaim a diagnosis on the people of God and specifically on the ones who are supposed to be caring for the people of God. But these people are not doing their job well. They are supposed to be the shepherds, the protectors of the people of God. They are doing the exact opposite. In this rebuke, warning, and communication of result, how God, our God, is going to kind of conclude and resolve this problem, we're going to be living in shepherding sheep imagery. So we're just going to warm up right now. For a sheep, what's your worst enemy? A wolf. We're going to go with a wolf. Spiders could be a bad enemy. Fox could be a bad enemy. We're going to just say wolf. Sheep, worst enemy, wolf. Now, we're taking it a, a level deeper. If these wolves somehow knew how to put on disguises, what would be the next level bad enemy of a sheep? Yeah. Wolf. Wolf. Disguised as a sheep, Joey answered it. Um, I also heard wolf in a mustache, um, which is terrifying. terrifying. And uh, the, the next one actually might be close to that. But take it one step further. What would be worse for a sheep than a wolf in sheep's clothing? Oh, your name? Cole, Cole, this water bottle is for you. Hand it to Cole. Cole answered and said, A sheep disguised, uh, he said, a wolf disguised in a shepherd's clothing. Because, yeah, way to go, Cole. Think about it. If you think you're going to the very person that is the source of protection, source of care, source of love and safety, and yet it's the exact opposite, an enemy, a predator, that's where the devastation would even be worse. If a wolf finds itself among sheep, there's going to be death. There's going to be devastation. But a wolf is an easier predator, in a sense, to spot and defend and respond to. But if the predator is not only amongst you as a sheep, but actually the one that you're lowering your guard with, the one you're submitting yourself to, then there's all kinds of devastation. The fallout of broken trust, the injury and the harm that comes when you least expect it. The reality of what we're going to talk about today is that every single one of us, you and I, even in the midst of being in Christ, still have wolf-like tendencies in us. We can still be, any day of the week, predators, ones who consume. And that can be disguised in church going high school student. That can be disguised as counselor, youth pastor, friend, mom, dad. This side of eternity, we will never be truly free of our wolf like tendencies. Even though our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died on the cross to break the chains once and for all of sin and darkness and death, we still pursue it. We can still pursue it even though we're a child of God. So that's what's going on here. We have the shepherds of the people of Israel who are supposed to be extending the most care, and yet they are the ones who are the predators. And God's going to speak into this situation. Our hope for today is that we would be aware of our capability both to inflict harm, but hopefully from this time we can be so aware of that, more so rely on, depend on our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, the great shepherd, and the ones who are shepherding like him so that we ourselves may enter into unique and future and current shepherding roles that God would have us be in, every single one of you, to extend care, love, kindness, grace, patience, food, helping move, being with you, listening well, care and love that is like Jesus. So, that's the hope. Let me pray, then we're going to God's word. Long chunks of God's word, but it's important. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we need your help. You know our frame. You remember that we are but dust. (sighs) And you know our tendencies. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Lord, even for us who confidently know that we are in Christ, we are still putting to death our flesh daily. Help us to do that here and now, Lord. And may the result be a life that has once again been laid on the altar of sacrifice for you, saying, have your way in me, here am I. And may we be better equipped even to die to self so that we can live to you. Like we were singing earlier, yet not I, but Christ in me. May that be a reality for everyone in here. Hume staff, counselors, students, pastors, parents, friends, me. Help us, Lord. Thank you for your word. Praise you. And I just pray and ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We're going to God's word. He's infinitely wise and good and everything in this book is true. This is not, this is not a um, me, Jordan, I'm a master shepherd. I know how to care for people. I'm perfect. No. Far from it. I am the guy who's trying to point your eyes to God and how good he is and the good plan that he has for you. I'm going to try and get myself out of the way as much as possible, put God on display. Let's do that now as we go to God's word. Hear this from Ezekiel. It says, Ezekiel 34, starting in verse 1. Looks like it's on the screen as well. Thank you so much, tech team. Amazing. It says this, the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me says Ezekiel, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy, and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. They wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey, And my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts since there was no shepherd. And because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds. And I will require of my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. Oofta. I'm from Minnesota. Oofta. This is an oofta kind of situation because it's so backwards. The ones who are to be extending the care, providing, protecting, are doing the exact opposite. They're taking the lives of those that they would and should be protecting for their own gain. And that's the common theme. As we shared earlier about how did we receive care, it's because people set themselves aside in seeking to love. Sound like anyone significant in your life, the only one who can provide eternal salvation for your sins, familiar? This guy, our God, the one who is worthy of all majesty, honor, fame, and praise, high above all, lowered himself to become a man? Infinite God? Like, what does he do? He just, like, fills up the heavens? Infinite God confines himself into a human body becomes fully man, lives a life that we could never live to be the sacrifice that we should have been but could never be so that he can pay the price that we need to pay now because of all of our sin, which is death. He pays it, hands over our righteousness to us that's his righteousness that we don't deserve, dies in our place, defeats death, makes a way for us to be in relationship with him through his blood and for us to experience life forevermore. That's the epitome of selfless love and care from the great shepherd. Any care that we receive in this world is small sampler, Costco appetizer example of that kind of love. Someone who's willing to set themselves aside to care for another. Our God, Jesus Christ, did that in the most grand and needed way possible. And now he's inviting you to be a shepherd. That's going to look differently for every single one of us. He's going to put people in your life. Maybe it's younger siblings. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's friends. Maybe it's your neighborhood. Maybe it's the school. Maybe it's roommates. Whoever it's going to be, co-workers, We are constantly going to be surrounded with people that we can care for. Even as we did our little exercise, you could have cared for the person by giving them the eye contact, by listening to them well. You could have also inflicted harm by, "Ah, okay, thanks for sharing. Nice to meet you. Every single day, every single moment, guys, is an opportunity for us to look to our God and say, God, how do I rid myself of me right now and love like you do? How do I set my preference aside? How do I set my hunger for my gain aside? What would it be like to be last to eat today? What would it be like to help someone in the midst of recreation? Small small examples. What would it be like to come along someone who's lost their father or mother? A loved one who has died and you just go sit and grieve with them. No one would choose to do that out of, yeah, I want to do that. That's my own gain. But that's the kind of living that comes about when we are submitting our lives to a holy God who loves his sheep and even wants to use you to do the same. When we submit ourselves to God's work and even the plans that he has for us, boy, watch out. You might find yourself in some hard places. But as you seek to shepherd like our good shepherd God, he will be shepherding you and keeping you safe in the midst of it. Ooh, I go on tangents, I get distracted, hopefully in good ways. I'm reining it back in right now. The proper task of a shepherd is not what's on display here right now. We have these guys who are doing a mess of a job. Proper task of a shepherd is to care for the flock. That is, protect them from dangers on the outside and dissensions within, gathering those who've strayed, leading the flock to good pasture, providing with them clean water, taking special care of the poor and the weak, On the contrary, what's going on here, yuck, these shepherds have viewed their position as an opportunity for personal gain. Ruling harshly and brutally, feeding only themselves, not the flock, and even slaughtering the choicest animals, the ones they're supposed to be caring for, they're killing. What What does this mean for us? If we're living life with a, what can I get out of this? We are not going to be the shepherds, the caregivers, the ministers of the gospel that God would have us be. We're going to smell and look like the world because the world around us is saying, you do you, you deserve this, go take the vacation, buy this product, you need, you need, you need, I want, I want, I want. Spend a minute on any social media platform and you'll be inundated with, exalt yourself, exalt me, blah, blah. Not humble yourself, lower yourself, submit your entire life to God. We have to swim upstream. We're not going to get any support from this world besides those who have submitted their lives to God and are seeking to shepherd like him, like I imagine so many of the youth pastors and counselors who are here who have dedicated their lives to loving you. So what's the call for us? The call is to be aware that we have that wolf inside of us that can bear its ugly teeth at any time and consume so that we gain That's what Christ died to make a path for us so that we wouldn't do that, but we would submit ourselves to him and even seek to submit ourselves not only to him, but to each other as the body of Christ. So here's the two things. We can shepherd and we can be shepherded. In order to shepherd as best and as effectively as we possibly can with God's help and with the help of the body of Christ, we need them. We need to be being shepherded to be effective shepherds ourselves and to not kill the sheep. (laughs) These guys are killing the sheep. They're killing the ones that they've been entrusted to for their own gain. So what do we do? We submit ourselves to care for others. We put others' interests ahead of our own. It's the opposite of the world. Opposite of the world. And in our shepherding, we can then bring people to the great shepherd, Jesus Christ. The best care that any one of us can ever extend to anyone is communicating and telling others of the gospel good news that brings eternal life, salvation, the ultimate rescuing from the snare of death and separation from God. That is the best way that we can lead people to lie down by still waters, fresh pasture. It's our God. It's his word. It's relationship with him. We can shepherd people to that by saying, hey, Can I tell you what encouraged me from God's word this morning? You can help shepherd people tonight in tent, cabin conversations about what you learned today and not be a distraction. You can help people find Jesus, find the gospel, and in that, that's shepherding. God's given us that ability because he's died in our place, made it possible for us to live. When we shepherd like Jesus, we can build bridges for others to find him. When we live like the world, we're, it's like we're bridge destroyers because we're not living into the image of God that we've been made with to reflect. You can be shepherds because the great shepherd has died for you to raise you up to be a minister of the gospel. We also do that by being shepherded, by submitting ourselves to God, to his word seeking relationship with him and doing that in the context of a local church. This summer up at Wildwood, we're focused on the church. It is God's plan. It is his bride that he died for to establish a body that would be there for each other, that would live out all of the cares extending that you guys talked about. That is exactly what the church is supposed to be. And that's the place where the great shepherd is lifted up and put on display so that we might live into being under shepherds, under him, living in the way that he does. We can love because he first loved us. We can communicate life, truth, liberating truth, because our God has made it possible. So as we pursue to be shepherds under God, we must just be that, shepherds under God, the great shepherd, and under those shepherds he's put in our lives that are shepherding like him. One way that you can encourage your youth pastor, your counselors, is by saying, man, you're reminding me of Jesus this week. By giving of yourself in such a way that it doesn't seem like you're getting too much personal gain from a week like this. Instead, it seems like you're sleeping in a room with us who are loud and stay up late and throw things at you. And yet you're doing this out of love somehow. How is that possible? I guarantee you, it won't be your youth pastor's counselor saying, yeah, I wanted to do this. Or I have the power in of myself to be able to do this all week with you. No, It's God's provision and him providing even the wisdom and discernment to know how to lead you students in conversation and discussion and one-on-ones and praise the Lord that he does because God does pretty cool things through even shepherds like your leaders who would acknowledge that they also need to fall at the feet of the cross and receive great care from the great shepherd. It doesn't end in sorrow. It doesn't end in sadness. Our God cleans up the mess. And that's what he does in every single one of our lives if we come to him. Even the messes we make as being bad shepherds. He says, therefore, going on in verse 11 For thus says the Lord, Behold, I myself will search out for my sheep, and I will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that they have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines and in the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Go to the very end. This is verse 30. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord God. And you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture. And I am your God, declares the Lord God. As we will hear this week, even though we are living as sojourners, as exiles, there is a great homecoming up ahead where the great shepherd will engulf his sheep, wrap them up in his arms, remove them from every danger for the rest of time, and there we will receive once and for all the perfect care for all time. That is the care that... In us being under shepherds, we can care for people by the most by getting them connected to the great shepherd who will once and for all do away with all dangers, all harm, and preserve for us life forevermore with him. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're going to hear this message this week, you're going to have a chance to respond. Do it. Dying to self, living for Christ with his help, living to love and care for others like he does. That's the shepherding life. That's the Christian life, being a minister of the gospel. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you're one who draws near to the straying sheep, the injured, the wounded, the hurting. But not only that, Lord, your gospel good news is so good that you would even draw near to those who have been the predators. Us. Who have hearts that are bent inward that only seek out what we would want. Lord, thank you that you are so abundantly patient and kind that you would even extend grace and mercy and bring into the fold the ones who used to be an enemy like me. Lord, I pray that this message would ring true and clear in the hearts and minds of every single person here. And Lord, that you would guide us into a life that resembles you. A self-sacrificial life living unto you that means the love that you've given us. We can further extend as we worship you, extending love and care to others. Help us to be those kind of under-shepherds, those kind of ones who have submitted to you, Lord. Thank you for this group. Would you give them strength and energy? Would you take away illness from them and allow them to finish out this week of camp with great gusto? Would you help them to love one another in the midst of wreck, in the midst of conversation? Would you help them to listen well, care for others well, and even have eyes to see opportunities that they could love and care for each other? Thank you for these counselors and youth pastors and Hume staff. Would you continue to supply everything that they need to love and care well selflessly this week? Would you bless them as they go? We pray and ask all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.